Well, hello, everybody. We're here again with one of our um, interview guest podcasts, our mini movement series. And well, it's tonight, but I don't know when you're listening. So today, anyway, we have the lovely Shreen Elmasri. And I'm going to do the intro this time. We're not quite sure the order of events, but, you know, you've probably heard a lot of Meg's voice. So Shreen is a, a, you know, she's good. She's a good chatter. Shreen's a body positive personal trainer, intuitive eating counsellor, and we will talk quite a bit about this, I think, author of the book, Be You, Be Free, um, having experienced firsthand the dangers of extreme dieting and exercise, which led to a serious eating disorder that pushed her to the brink of her physical and mental health. Shreen educated herself about health and well-being, studying to become a body positive personal trainer and certified intuitive eating counsellor. And she now teaches and lives by the mantra, be you, be free, helping others all around the world find their true purpose and identity outside of dieting so they become who they're meant to be before the world and diet culture told them who they had to be. Well, that's beautiful, oh, I love Shreen. that. Yay. Yeah. Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me as well. I really appreciate it. Oh, we're so, well, you know, we're like, I think really grateful and um, we've, we've you know, we've spoken to a couple of people in this series and just noticing where you're saying you're, you're working with people, not just in Australia, but around the world. And that's not, that's something that other people have said to us as well. And it's just that sense of like the, the tiny, tiny community really, but obviously growing of, of trainers and exercise physiologists and exercise professionals who aren't taking that weight-centric stance it's um it's amazing I think that community plays such a important role as well and when you Mm. like as just trying to heal your relationship with food Mm. exercise in your body yeah 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 all those resources and and online it's something you might not have come across before and Uh I think it's such it's such an important part so it's amazing that it's growing so much and there's so yes Yes. Because you can really feel like you're swimming against the tide. And we've talked about this before that, you know, sometimes we are the first or the only person initially that someone has ever heard this idea of, I don't have to pursue weight loss to like look after my health. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then they go out into the world and everyone kind of gaslights them on that and says, that can't, that's not true, even though in the room it really felt it was so what yes, they needed and really, yes. really rung true for them. Um, yeah. So to be able to have more people around. Um, so how long, I guess, have you been working in this space and what changes have you seen in, in that time? So and? it started in 2016, so... Yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I have learned so much since then, and and grown so much, um, as I'm sure we all all have. No, but, that's um, right. I was introduced um, through the Health at Every Size book um, by oh, Linda Bacon, right. and yep. um, the Intuitive Eating book as well. Two books I came across um, in my own journey to recovery from my eating disorder, and wow. um, they were just groundbreaking for me um those light bulb moments when I was reading them going oh this is me and finally realizing Mm -hmm. that you know this isn't my fault um this is you know learning the science and everything behind dialing and I was just yeah it was just so eye-opening and then yeah and just from then yeah it's just kind of grown but um I think um, I met up with Anna. I don't know if you know Anna of Haven Wellness. Oh, yes. Back. Yeah. That would have been 2016 as well. So, oh, wow. yeah, we were probably yeah, the two 
sort of fitness professionals so we started around the same time so yes yeah yes and now it's definitely um definitely grown a lot more uh, the community which is amazing to see yeah so we normally start with well probably we've got, we've got a definite question that we always ask which is the best thing you ate this week but then the sort of you know how did how did you come to be so maybe we'll do the uh what's the what's the best thing you ate this week I forgot oh. it, and I asked you a different question before we see something with that question. See, so. It's fine. See, that's my fault. I talk too much. I think for me, I had the, um, these amazing bowl of bowl of crispy wedges with like guacamole and sour cream oh, yes. um, and sweet chili at the at Perth Airport when I, I was in Perth for oh. on holiday. Um, we had a family wedding. And it, I remember thinking as well, ordering it, they were so delicious, but just feeling like so happy that, you know, I could just order what I want. You know, yes. Just whatever I that feel freedom. Like. Yes, yes. So, yes. Yeah. And sometimes it's wedges. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Actually, I had a daily, I was in Perth recently and the food at the uh, food at the airport was actually pretty good. I was I was pretty surprised having had a very disappointing toasted sandwich on the plane on the way over. Don't do that. That's a terrible <laughs> choice. But, yeah, the food at the airport was all right. Um, all right. And so prior to, prior to 2016 and prior to, um, I guess your discovery of health at every size and intuitive eating, were you already in that sort of health fitness movement space? Like, was that your? Yeah, no, not at all. I was in the music industry actually for a very very long time. (laughs) Amazing. So completely different. And then it was because of everything that I went through and and learning this that I wanted to do what the work I did, which is why I trained to do that. And I went back to university to study um, as well. So yeah. Or were you a performer or were you like what were you doing in the music industry? So I did music licensing. So like films in uh, sorry, songs and films and games and TV shows. And yeah, so I did that from the age of 19 until yeah, and I still did it part time just before I had my first um boy. So uh, mm. yeah, a long time. So up until I was yeah. like thirty-five. So yeah, wow. seventeen years so, or something. So much of the music that we listen to is like we're watching something. Go, oh, it's this. I like this guy's voice. It's that, and then you go in and you, you, know, <laughs> yeah. and you go, right, I can listen to that album. There's like heaps of, of our music. Meg's husband, so, an um, important job, is has a has a music past. Yeah, it was yeah. in bands in uni. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I have no musical talent. It's fine. <laughs> no, I have zero <laughs> musical talent. <laughs> so so we're that a means big deal. Yeah. Like starting from scratch and just being like, this yes. is what I'm doing. Yeah. I just, I, it was just what I felt like I, I really wanted to do as well. And almost a calling. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. How did your, um, I was going to say, how did your study gel or clash with, because, you know, dietetics, it's like, it's pretty weight-centric, you know, even for people who go into dietetics with a health at every size sort of philosophy, they sort of have to grit their teeth and just white knuckle. Get the degree through. and do yeah, <laughs> How was that for you? It was the same. Um, yeah. And it was almost part of my journey as well because I kind of went into that side of the recovery and then kind of got sucked into that kind of clean eating 
kind of phase as well, like on the way. So it's clothing, isn't it? Yeah. So um, it's health. It's not always about health, but it's different. All the fear and all the counting and all the black and white thinking is all still there. Yeah, absolutely. And um, because I did like a health and well-being um, postgraduate diploma. So, yeah, but a lot of it was was excellent and really, really helped me with my recovery around things like mindfulness and breathing and the self-care aspect. Mm-hmm. But there was still a lot of, you know, especially like the food is medicine kind of oh, stuff. Got you. It was very, yeah, yeah, yeah. very, um, yeah, diet culture, which I you know wasn't aware of at the time. So, mm, yeah, it's like that. Kind of learn. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then your the personal Joshua. training course. I mean, yeah, I don't, if it's very basic. Um, so you don't, you, I don't even think I even touched on eating disorders or maybe there was like one paragraph oh, then. I think that's changed now. I don't was, think we touched on it much in dietetics, really. We had one day, I think, Two one lectures? lecture. Yeah, yeah, yeah a couple yeah. of lectures. People came from the kids' hospital, and it was just that really stereotypical. Um, if they're know, not eating, make them eat. And a bit about repeating syndrome. Yeah, I think that yeah. was about it. Like it was just yeah. that real sort of in a inpatient setting, like mm-hmm. forced rebooting, like really yep. not. Yeah, like that super 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 pointy end of inpatient care. And not even a nod to, oh, by the way, a huge percentage of people coming to see you in a better comments for weight loss actually have insulin. <laughs> but you're yeah. not going to see it because just not trained to. Yeah. Do you think that's changed yeah. now? Or... Mm, no, not really. I like to say yes, but um, <laughs> I, in, I think certain universities um, that do get good um, sort of get asked to come. Um, and of course Fiona Will and Fiona Sutherland are doing work at different unis so I think the unis where it's consistently part of the um, program and it's explicitly intentionally taught yes I don't think that but I don't think widely unfortunately no Mm. hopefully that that, um, just gets better Hmm. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of non-diet dietitians but still it's the minority of dietitians so there's lots and and like like fitness professionals I think there's there's a lot more now but still proportionally still you guys are you guys are the unicorns right yeah <laughs> so Especially who do you Australia, work with yeah who are your clients what are they how are they finding you what are they how do you work with them what's What's that look like? Well, a lot of my clients actually have been in eating disorder recovery and they're looking to mm. get back into exercise and they just want to approach it from, an, you know, a place of self-care rather than this punishment. And they just don't know how to do that. And, mm-hmm. you know, there isn't that many fitness spaces that are welcoming and that are, you know, they have a lot of those before and after photos and all those mm, things yeah, that safe. they find really uncomfortable. Um, so a lot of them do start off with just doing training at home mm-hmm. first, and then I can coach them through like how to kind of deal with that as well. Um, and the other side of it is just a lot of um, people who have just had a really negative relationship with exercise because they've only ever exercised for for weight loss and they yes. just have that real all or nothing mm. relationship and they've never known any other way and they just want to get into a little bit more 
of movement um, and they kind of come across it and be like, wow, I didn't even know. Like, <laughs> I didn't know I mean? could enjoy this thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, like all this stuff about exercise and when you, you know, explaining all the different dark culture myths around movement, you know, things like you hear all the time, like, you know, these, you know, it only hard exercise counts or yes. 10,000 steps a day and you know about swelling and all those myths that diet culture have created which as you would come across all the time yeah they kind of learn the truth about that it's just I think it's just eye-opening for yeah. them as well but a lot of people do find me just through Instagram or just through Google Yes, yeah, cool. yeah. And so is it yeah. on in-person stuff or do you do online? It's an online. So mostly yeah, okay. I do strength training. Um mm-hmm. so it's uh yeah, it's an online program for strength training, a body a body positive one, which just it, it helps them tune into their body and then just learn to approach exercise from that place of self-care yes. and you know, know it's okay to rest or you know, not to exercise, they don't feel like it. And if they're you know not do that they don't have to do a set amount of reps or you know a set amount of sets or this exercise or that exercise they they can just adjust it to how they feel and and just taking away all those rules external rules Um, and I always give like at least three options as well so they can choose another two if they don't like a certain one or that one doesn't feel good for them yeah Um, so I find Yeah. yeah that's and then just I'm just again I give them like a guide just to to help them really kind of yeah. unlearn all those beliefs that we yeah. all, all grew up with too and then talk to them about that mm-hmm. and are the majority of your clients women do you have any male like guys working with you or is no all women seen, yeah yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I think that's that's often the case isn't it um the messages they're as they're as toxic oh yeah but it's mm-hmm differently toxic (laughs) so um yeah so you're working with people online they're in their own space so they've got their own sort of setup and yeah yeah. so I talk through what their like equipment availability is Mm. like what um their goals are and how they you know what you know what they would what they enjoy doing and Mm. and of course you know how things feel in their body any injuries things like that but um yeah yeah, they can it can just it really just depends on what what they want to do Mm -hmm. but you can start from body weight and a lot of people do have a lot like some dumbbells and kettlebells people have more of a setup yeah others are more comfortable in in a gym environment um than some Mm. others so yeah that's just kind of all all spread out really yeah. And have you noticed that you're over those sort of seven years, you're saying like it's always that ongoing learning, but have you noticed your um your own practice changing? Oh yeah, definitely. I feel like I'm always <laughs> evolving yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and changing and yeah. Yeah, learning and, and I'm sure in seven years it will change probably would have changed from yeah. now. And do you think that um, your clients are changing as well? Like is that sort of the language around body positivity and health at every size? Like are you hearing people more at, at familiar with that? I feel like definitely body positive, which is why I do have that title because yeah. that's yeah, yeah. I find people find me the most because they yes. search for body positive where they yes. may have not heard so much as, you know, weight central. Or, or intuitive you know. eating or. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's, 
I find that's the most the most common term still. And mm. I feel like with Taryn Brumfit, that's made a huge difference. Yeah, yeah gosh, yeah. of course. Well that's her, a household her, name. Yeah. yeah. And then also Jamelia Jamil um, with the yes. online yeah. movement. And she's just starting up a whole like Move for Your Mind campaign. I don't know if you've mm. seen it. Oh, uh, she did a little bit last year. And then I think she's got a big event sometime this month. Yeah. Um, I think I saw there was something like 24,000 people had signed up or something. Oh, wow. Like oh, I, was, wow. I was on Instagram and I was, like, yeah, I like I'm sure right? I, yeah, I, I'll check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could be, that may be wrong. But, um, yeah, I think it was, oh, it was massive. Like hundreds of thousands of followers. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That surprised me. Yeah, probably more than that, yeah. 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 Yes, yes, yeah. And tell us, yes, tell us about your book. Who is, I guess, who's that for? What have you covered in that? So that that book is for everyone who's spent their life dialing, thinking they're not good enough, feeling that they have to be a certain size or weight or shape, um, and they just they just don't want to diet anymore or do that anymore. But they just don't know what else to do, and they're mm. just at rock bottom, and they. The book is a real is an introduction to not only intuitive eating and that you know having a joyful relationship with exercise in your body, but it, it covers everything from self-care, relationships, like mindfulness, um, life purpose. Um so oh, wow. it really, really delves into to all of, of well-being, um, which mm-hmm. is what makes it slightly different from the other kind of intuitive eating books. Yeah, for things. sure. It's a bit more. So that's worked slightly. Yeah, and it's it's like a, it's a workbook as well. So there's lots of activities in there. So if you buy the hard copy, you can you can write in there. Um, which is yeah, which is yeah, really, yeah, um, helpful. But I found that when I did, I had an online program originally, um, and then I, everyone found those activities so so mm-hmm. helpful. So yeah, okay, yeah, cool. I mean, because at the end of the day, you can have a whole lot of knowledge. But actually being guided through to do something differently or to try something new and then reflect on it is actually where the change usually gets made, yeah. not just in the sort of thinking it. about it. And it's a, it's a lot to cover because it has to you kind of go through everything, um, you know, the truth about dialing and about health and all the stuff, the BMI, I go into all of that as like in the introduction mm. before you even get into the 12-step <laughs> guide. <laughs> because but yeah, you need that groundwork otherwise the other ground. stuff won't make sense and then like I have it's... a whole list of references and books and things for further reading and um, yeah. Instagram accounts to follow and communities to join and everything as well because I you know as you know there's just so much mm. yeah and having a community and sort of some I guess noise to if you sort of just can't remove all of the negativity because then there's a vacuum. Like you, you sort of need to fill up the the spots that you were like those diet messages were coming through. I get who who are you? So where are you pointing people to? Like what sort of um, sort of like online spaces or communities or books like? Just thinking about some of the things that people might obviously don't give away the contents of your whole book. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that. a couple of your <laughs> two or three of your favorite um sort of spaces that people might sort of start to look around. Yeah, I always recommend um like Christy Harrison oh, yeah. as a starting point, like uh, her podcast, because that was such a big one mm. for me. Mm. And she's got some great ones. 
are some really great ones. And um, uh, The Body is Not an Apology. Really good. Oh, Sonia really Renee good. Taylor. Yeah. Yes, and that's great. Sabrina Strings as well. Oh, yes. Yep. I always recommend that one. And um, the one that I, I found really helped me as well was The Beauty Myth. Yeah. Oh, yes. Naomi Wolf. Yeah, Naomi for Wolf. sure. And yep. it's not new, right? Like it's been around <laughs> yeah. for a really long time. <laughs> but that one was so eye opening for me in terms of learning about where these messages about our body actually came from and mm. the history of that and how, you know, it was all to keep women like suppressed. And um, yeah, it just made me kind of angry um, as well. But, um, but that's also- good, right? Like because it's angry, but not at no longer um, facing that inwards at like at war with your body and trying to like change your body. But you're like, oh, no, no, I'm now facing like outwards and I'm going to use this anger to prevent this from impacting, you know, my neighbour or the next generation or that person who picks up my book at the shop. Um, whereas for all the time before that, when you don't know it, there's anger there, but it's often mm-hmm. anger when your body isn't doing what you want it to do and frustration and um and I yes. found just learning the truth about that helped me so much in being able to let go of diet culture. Yes. Then I was, yeah, it was, it was, and I, I always explain that as well and say that to my clients. This was, this is a huge thing. I learned the truth about where well, you learn the truth about where these messages come from. It, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's of me just feeling this take way. take your power back. You're like, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to, I don't want to be part of this anymore. Um, and then of course, um, the intuitive eating book as well. Yes. Um, and the Health at Every Size book I oh, yeah. on there. There's a couple of good um, workbooks in those intuitive eating mm. books too, aren't there? Yeah, so, one of the teens yeah, as well, yeah, which has the yeah. principles in a slightly different order, which I've, I've heard Um, because uh, it was Elise who wrote that one. Um, yes. And heard her interviewed probably on Food Psych, actually on Christy Harrison's podcast about sort of why she's put them in a slightly different order for teens and it was really cool. Um as well. Do you work with younger clients as well, or mostly your clients are adults? Adults, and I'd say actually the majority um, have, have sort of maybe mid fifties. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes, I do um, think there's a push, isn't there, as well? I think for that age group um, to embrace some strength training, particularly. So the sort of perimenopause and menopause sort of focus on strength. Um, And, yeah, I think that's quite a niche. And they've been dieting for so long, I find, as well. Mm -hmm. They just just can't do it anymore. It's that's I think they've just been through so much and and they've grown up with that as well. But, um, but yeah, I I don't tend to deal with that many younger. um, I wouldn't like under 25. Well, wow. we were surprised in our first um, actually both our launches for um, our sort of non-diet way. Most people, um, most of the women who joined who we, who we didn't know would have been in there um, in sort of in their fifties and older. We kind of expected it would be more people sort of thirties, forties, yeah, um, maybe like with like moms of younger, yeah. But I, I wonder if it's partly that didn't have don't have time. <laughs> I didn't feel yeah. like I had time and to get to that point of I really can't do this anymore and I've got a bit more time to focus and think about myself um, is, is why that comes along. As, at the same time, there's all these massive messages that are coming about fun weight gain and oh, no, that sort of drama, which is just so loud. Um, yes. I was, I've said to Susan before, like Instagram has figured out that I'm now in my mid-40s and 
all of my sponsored stuff and Facebook yes. is all like perimenopause weight gain, perimenopause weight gain. I'm just oh. like, go away. There's um, some um there's some accounts that are so, like the some of the information is really great. And then you get smacked in the face with mm-hmm. belly fat. And you're like, no, ah, why did I follow this? <laughs> no, no, no. So Absolutely. yeah. Like, yes, I think that um having spaces where it is completely, you know, weight neutral, yeah, size so inclusive, size accepting. And the, the purpose of the movement is actually about strength or flexibility or mental health. And it's not about that body weight shape sort of size change. Yeah, that's yeah, it. so and important. Then, and fun as well and joy. And oh, gosh, I teaching yes, in that. person, though, I should say my clientele was a lot younger, sort yeah. of like 20s to uh, mid-30s. But that mm. was my my class's approach was all about just going back to your childhood again, having fun. Like we had little dance parties. We would hula hoop. We just played as many yeah just made movement as fun as possible yeah um, awesome so yeah I think it's just yeah two different as as you as, as you were saying how you've evolved but just because I don't teach in person anymore but mm. so yeah there's still definitely I think it just depends on on goals and what what people yeah. are yeah. needing and looking for and yeah and I think we found it interesting one of the um beautiful women she was sort of talking like she's been out have conversations now with her daughters and be like oh hey I didn't realize how harmful it was. And if her kids were able to go, yeah, actually it was. And this, but this is what we're learning as well, because there's access, there's resources for them as well. And so or was that like by that, like I said, community, but even within the family of, hey, let's move in a different direction together. Um, was really cool. Yeah. As well. So again, by those people in their 20s doing it, they might, you know, tell, hey mum, stop talking about my body or stop making comments about my about my weight or what I'm eating, um, which might help nudge their mum in a different direction or mum learns about it and can feed it back to, hey, no matter what your body's doing, you know, I love you unconditionally. Um, and so hopefully a little bit of bit of a yeah. snowball effect. And I definitely feel like there has been a shift with, with the, as you know, with the movement. Um, it is getting more well known and, you know, people are pushing back more and our community is, is building and there's a lot more awareness around especially you see a lot of stuff on on instagram and tiktok around mm-hmm. what we grew up with in the 90s and those mm-hmm. yes. films and tv shows and those magazine covers yes. um, and it's, so it's great to see that shift and i was a little bit worried last year when they kept the media were trying to push the whole oh we're going back to the oh where, heroin sheet yeah, yeah. Yes. oh the, yes the yeah but it didn't didn't, it didn't seem to catch no. so which is great <laughs> which is amazing and it's like wow you know we're pushing back against this mm-hmm. messaging you know they we, um and it's just again it's so interesting how they just continually change the ideal every you know yeah. 10 15 years just to keep us constantly trying to yeah you know, for money of course as well but also mm-hmm. just to keep us occupied and yeah, you know, quiet to reach because yeah. oh, we've reached one okay we better try for something else now yes, yes. yeah and yeah. I think in part as much as social media absolutely heaps on the hard and you know triggering and awful stuff as well it has sort of shifted I guess the gatekeeping like there isn't only one place that people are getting messages from and everything's not being filtered through these like mm, eight yeah. companies um i was listening to 
was listening to was a musician talking about how um I was not the boobie talking about how he loves going on um sort of TikTok and stuff and actually finding these people who probably wouldn't get a record deal because they're not going to be able to get through the different um layers of how hard it actually is and he talked about how hard it was for him to because he was sort of a bit quirky a bit niche he wasn't pop he wasn't rock he wasn't sort of anything mm. um and he almost so to the point he almost didn't ever get anywhere um he's like but that's unimaginable I get to watch people yeah. doing that in there yeah I know, right? It's so interesting. Um, Christmas with no bubble? What? I know. <laughs> what? What are we going to play? Um, we say, like, he loves it. Now people can just get their stuff directly out. And if it's really good, and he's like, I knew I was good. Every time anyone heard me, it was good. But I couldn't get the deals that I needed. Because um, mm-hmm. you don't need that now. Um, so I wonder if also in the fitness space and why people are pushing back at the messages is we're not just getting our information from one. Yes magazine source or one you know publishing company that has all yeah. the magazines that decides what the the look is going to be this well you've this and season. you've got sort of younger influencers who have really big platforms like is it emily clarkson and mm-hmm. alex is alex light ld yeah. yeah yeah both right. of them have really pushed that sort of Remember these pictures? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's look at them now. Shall we? Asked on a set of scales. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is actually you're you're absolutely right that there is that pushback, and um, I hadn't even sort of really clocked that that little moment where we were all going back to low, <laughs> far out low rise, and the oh. you know. Yeah. Six packs for everyone. And then went, um, nah. <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> and then well, in our, potentially in our little bubbles, right, we do forget how big the world That's is. That's actually how, true. How You're right. We do That's create true. our safer spaces. And I think um, seeing things like Jenny Craig, obviously, go under. Go under. Yes. Yeah. That's always um, a good sign. Weight Watchers, WW, I don't even know what it's called. I know, I know. Re- rebranding all the time. And, yeah, it's. I feel like. You know that that is also showing that they aren't getting the money they were. So yeah, that's mm, right. And yeah. even things like that tried to sort of co-opt the non-diet language, like well, no, well, we're now a few years in, and people have realised, oh, it didn't it? It was no different. It was just a diet. Mm. So at first, people who perhaps would have been tricked by the language thought, like, no, it's not. It's different. It's not a diet. Have now had a chance to go around it a few times and go, oh no, exactly the same diet cycle. The same, exactly yeah. the same. It's just a diet. Um, and so then that tapers off, and so. We'll see. We'll keep chipping away, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Just got to keep keep going and, yeah, so supporting each other and just getting the message out as much as yeah. we can. Yes. And where is your book available? Does someone we can go and do like a little stealthy, like put your book in front of all the di- in front of all of the diets? <laughs> I always do that when people release a good book that ends up in like one of the big retailers. I'm like, right, yeah. I'm going to put them all. Harry Hartogs and uh, Yeah, big dumb. Yeah, as if a few people did do that, which was really nice. And they started oh, doing videos. So, awesome. um, it's so pretty funny. Much available in all um all the big bookshops and oh, awesome. of course online with um Booktopia and Amazon QPD cool. and everywhere like that. Oh, so um, I think the link I've given you will give you an option for whichever kind of retail yeah. you prefer. Oh perfect. Okay, great. Gosh, that's quite a um it's quite quite a task, the whole writing the book. I um I can't quite fathom it. I have to say myself. <laughs> I mean, I do write. I, there's a lot of paper around me. You can't see it because it's blurred, and it's probably going in the bin. It's, but writing a whole book and like sectioning mm-hmm. it and, oof, 
how long did it just out of interest there's nothing to do with fitness but how long did that whole process take you it um well I was given a deadline so I had six oh. months <laughs> That's the only way I can get anything done. Yes, true. I had to do a chapter a week, actually. Um, I had an editor who helped me. Um, oh, it was amazing. And they were great. And they, they checked everything, every single reference I put in, they went and double checked to have to send yeah, wow. email articles, screenshots, everything. So um that took a bit of time as well. Mm. But yeah, so it was like, and then they'd send back their you know revisions and then mm-hmm. you go back so yeah yes. it was pretty <laughs> it was full on um I only had one child there and now with two <laughs> I don't know how I <laughs> could write another oh, one no. at the moment it was just all evenings all, yes. uh, all weekends um yeah it sounds like a things. really great broad like if you really sort of want to look at the whole spectrum of how diet culture messes us up, it sounds like you sort of cover the mm. whole gamut. And but it's then like, with that, and right. what can I do about it? That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's that right. And now what? Yeah. <laughs> now what? <laughs> like if I want to get started in these arenas, here we go. Mm. Great. Yeah, the, all that's the tools great. and everything I've, I learned along the way, it's what I wish I'd had, you know, mm. when I was going through my eating disorder and, so I just wanted to put everything in there that helped me um, and that I'd learned about as well and and that would help my clients and just put it all into into a book. So Yes, cool. amazing. Oh, that's so amazing. Good. So what would be and we asked um oh actually that's not coming out till next later on, but that's okay. Um so <laughs> with this season in this series, we're loving to hear about like people's stories and how they sort of came to work as a body positive personal trainer or exercise physiologist or whatever. Um, but also sort of the things that come to mind is sort of the those early, I guess you might call them like top tips, but or maybe just the sort of early advice um that would be really helpful particularly this time of year so it's january it's like peak new year's resolution and all this sort of goal setting stuff um where do where do you think it's helpful for people to to start or some sort of some tips if people wanted to navigate this space mm-hmm. and, and did want to sort of engage perhaps in more exercise but have felt it they were unable to do that um before yeah it's um i mean the january noise is is loud mm-hmm. <laughs> at this it time is. of year <laughs> Um, I think the the main thing is really shifting your intention to moving for self-care and for how it makes you feel rather than for how it makes you look. Um, And there's so many different elements to that. But I think um, you're starting with if you're on Instagram and you're getting those messages, it's just unfollowing all those people. Yeah. (laughs) Anyone. um, And just following people who are body positive trainers who are of spreading that message of intuitive movement and learning a little bit more about that. But it's also just knowing that, you know, those really common myths that you might not know, which is, you know, um, people think that exercise, um, I mean, the word movement's kind of a bit better because even exercise has those Mm. negative connotations. But that also, you know, I feel like diet culture's taken the word exercise and I kind of want to take it back as well. Yes, Um, yes, yes. I feel like it has to be like, you know, a certain amount of time and structured or a certain intensity where, you know, the the truth is um, exercise can be anything you want it to be. Mm -hmm. And that all, you know, regular movement has health benefits. In fact, it's something like 10 minutes a day 
um mm. you see those those benefits and I think a lot of people don't realize that they think they have to go and do like a I'm not doing an hour class. spin class it's no yeah <laughs> where they could they can do you know have a dance party in the living room with their kids if they wanted to or they could you know try something new like like hula hooping or learn a new skill maybe it's like a pole dancing class or if it's mm. I'm just going for a walk in nature swimming all these things or even things like cleaning anything like movement can be anything you <laughs> yeah. want to be and I think having that mindset and knowing that is definitely something so I think people feel oh I can't I can't do anything mm-hmm. um, and then also choosing the movement that you actually enjoy or that feels good in your body because mm. there you know some people might have like chronic um yeah. illnesses or yeah in, yeah injuries and things that any they can't can't do certain movements so if it's not mm. something that you enjoy then the thing that you that you can feel most good in your body as well we've talked about that before like I um I say I love running it's not true whenever <laughs> I'm running I feel like why do I do this this is awful I can't breathe but then I feel good all day and I've had a great chat with my friends and I've got the endorphins and I'm not happy probably when I'm having to run up and down the 30 stairs at our front door and so <laughs> It's that. It's not necessarily that I love the actual process of running, how it makes but you feel. how it makes me feel and the, the way it fits in with my whole life, um, socially, but also with what I have to functionally, <laughs> with what I have to do. Um, sometimes I love it. Every now and again, you get a run, you go, I actually really did enjoy that. But a lot of the time, it's not necessarily love. Yeah. it's not as a feeling amazing and good in the moment. Like it's feeling uncomfortable. Like I remember, like sometimes you've, yeah, like I remember someone saying, you know, when you want to be a runner, like you've got to be a, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's an important part of um, that, the whole, that kind of joyful movement, intuitive movement mm. as well, because something you might enjoy, you might not necessarily enjoy it in two months' time, or you might have that moments where you still don't yeah. like it or want to do it. And the same with intuitive movement, it doesn't mean that you can't push yourself uh, or have yes. those challenges um or do things that might make you a little bit uncomfortable so it's um but it's just all about your intention and, and that mindset yeah. behind yeah um, and I think um one of the main things as well is not focusing on weight loss or aesthetics yeah, I did absolutely. say that focusing on mm. exercise makes you feel but um setting some like non-weight loss goals um which is it could be you know just building strength as we talked about mm-hmm. if that's to you know able to carry your shopping up the stairs or you want more um stamina to chase your kids or your pets or, or it could be you want to improve your flexibility um mm. and take up some, that's like, mine yoga. yeah <laughs> range of motion my, in my neck when my kids were littler I was doing um like intentionally so in some of my lifting doing more sort of overhead work because I like was needing to lift kids onto the top bunk while they were asleep and you have to be really strong to yeah. be out. Yes. it was really quite intentional if I'm going to be yeah that is like because I've got to lift a dead they're weight not assisting you at all no <laughs> I just wake them up now if, I, if they need to get on the top bunk yeah. but maybe so, I'll get back into it <laughs> and I think that's really good and I think just having that intention of yeah exercising not for weight loss it, it could be just getting into exercise again and just, you know, finding something that you enjoy or getting mm. some movement in when you can. So just taking that focus away from weight loss, I think is really, yeah. really important um, as well. And if you can, like finding a supportive or comfortable environment to exercise in. But I mean, for me, like, it's like in my PJs watching Netflix is. 
<laughs> love that if it's you know with a friend or if it could be like a as part of like a some kind of sport or team and kind of working out what you really enjoy doing if you prefer to Yes. exercise alone if you prefer to exercise in a group or you know you want it in a team setting or you know you like group classes or you prefer PT or you just want to do something at home in front Mm of -hmm. the telly and just tuning out any of those messages of telling you what you should be doing and just doing what you want That's to do so, and what works so for good. you and just Yeah. knowing as well that it, life gets in the way and some some weeks are going to look different from others and you know that's okay um it doesn't matter if you you know one week you don't exercise like it doesn't make any difference but it's just trying to you know find some form of regular movement that you enjoy when you can that works for you Beautiful. oh So so nice where where can people find you? What are your sort of social media handles and your website? so you And can this will find be in the show me notes as well, but for people ah who thank just you remember <laughs> by hearing. It's um so Instagram is where I'm most active um and it's Shireen underscore B U B free. And then my website is bubfree.com.au. But um through there you can find all links to to my book and some some free resources and things like that. Perfect. Excellent. Lovely. So the question that I've forgotten to ask the last couple of people, but we always try to end with, um, is I guess what's your sort of hope for the future of I guess body positive personal training? We'll try to keep it in that nutshell. Um, or for yes, for guess, people's relationship with movement in general. I think the hope for me is definitely to have more education to fitness professionals around um, the truth about, you know, dieting. I mean, I'm not saying that they can't, I feel like there's a lot of nuance around there. Like if they're going to sell dieting or restriction or, you know, that then at least alerting people of the side effects of dieting and what it can do to the body and the risks with eating disorders and things like that and everything as we know but just kind of not I think there's not an, enough education or awareness around around that um so that's definitely my my goal and also just people more people coming across a body positive approach and knowing that there is another way they don't have to you know punish themselves and do all exercise that they hate that they can have like a fun and joyful relationship with exercise that they did when they were kids or you know or any happy memories they did before it all got changed Beautiful. That's Well, lovely. thank you again. Um, it's been so lovely to meet you. It's really um weird way to meet people, but this is how it happens in 2024. <laughs> I've been we've been stalking you for a while. Um <laughs> <laughs> well, thank and you um so I'm much. It's been amazing um to chat with you. I really appreciate it. pleasure And thank and we'll you for your time. see Enjoy you around. your evening. Take care. See you on the gram. Yeah, see you there. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.